Today, we are talking about dodgeball, the American childhood pastime that has turned us all into the bigoted and misogynistic monsters that we are today. If you can mash, then you can monster mash. The monster mash. At least, that's what a bunch of hokey researchers are saying, and actually presented at a Congress of the Humanities and Social Sciences conference in Vancouver earlier this month. The totally unironic and non-satirical paper was covered in both the Washington Post and Canada's National Post, rather than The Onion. The Washington Post reads, Dodgeball is a tool of oppression used to dehumanize others, researchers argue. While the National Post goes with, Dodgeball isn't just problematic, it's an unethical tool of oppression. The moral problem is that Dodgeball encourages students to aggressively single others out for dominance and to enjoy that dominance as a victory. And you know it's super serious because it's got Ben Stiller under the headline. Hashtag not the onion. Man, I have been using that hashtag more and more often. You see, the problem with dodgeball and apparently all childhood games is that it teaches kids to dehumanize and harm their peers, communicate through anger is exclusionary, and creates oppression that is single-handedly destroying our democracy. The presentation in question was led by professor and researcher Joy Butler from the University of British Columbia. The paper that this presentation was based on apparently hasn't actually been published yet, though it's set to appear in the journal European Physical Education Review. Here is a real-life, totally serious excerpt from the National Post article. Dodgeball is not just unhelpful to the development of kind and gentle children who will become decent citizens of a liberal democracy. It is actively harmful to this process, researchers say. According to Butler's abstract, as we consider the potential of physical education to empower students by engaging them in critical and democratic practices, we conclude that the hidden curriculum offered by Dodgeball is antithetical to this project, even when it reflects the choices of the strongest and most agile students. Jeez, and here I was thinking gym class was just about making sure kids stayed active and learned, you know, coordination. This equates to legalized bullying, according to Butler, and teaches kids that humans are targets, not our friends. Co-author Claire Robson came to the same conclusion, echoing to Canada's Global News that dodgeball is legalized bullying and reported that in some focus groups, kids chose their teams in a way that marginalized girls and Chinese students specifically in order to win. But none of the researchers addressed bullying at its core, they just blamed it on dodgeball. The third researcher, by the way, also used the same exact dodgeball as tantamount to legalized bullying quote, which leads me to believe that these people aren't people at all and are actually just part of the Borg. We are Borg. You will be assimilated. Resistance is futile. Butler and company say that sports should be about teaching kids ethical behavior, and you can't do that when teachers are allowing kids to play the cruel, oppressive, and violent sport of dodgeball, a game with all of these things directly embedded in its rules. Supposedly. 
Butler claims that she reached all of her conclusions about dodgeball and how it turns kids into sociopaths by interviewing middle schoolers about gym class and then plotting their answers against the five faces of oppression, a list created by political theorist Iris Marion Young in the 1990s. Of course, because Butler's paper isn't published yet, we can't actually look at these interviews and whether or not a bunch of 11 and 12 year olds actually talked about being oppressed, or if they were just goaded into it, or, gasp, misinterpreted to fit an agenda. According to Young, the five faces of oppression are exploitation, using other people's labors to benefit for oneself. I'm sorry, this one is just ironic because Socialism. Marginalization, relegating a group of lower standing to the edge of society. Powerlessness, those relegated have a lack of autonomy. Cultural imperialism, establishing the rules and customs of the ruling class as the norm. And violence, members of a group of lower standing know they may be subject to random, unprovoked attacks. Butler claims that all of these are obvious in the game of dodgeball because 1. Kids pick their own teams. 2. The more athletic and sporty kids develop the team's strategy without asking the non-athletic kids. 3. Girls tend to hate gym. And 4. Non-athletic kids hide in the back, which is apparently teaching kids to avoid conflict and adversity. Though when I did it, I promise you it was pure strategy. I'm sure that there are kids that hate dodgeball, as Jim is the bane of every nerd's existence. I can say that as a nerd. But as a nerd, I breathed a sigh of relief every time we got to play dodgeball in middle school because I could use my natural fear of soccer balls and baseballs and kickballs flying at my face to my advantage. I was never one of the first kids out, and that was strategy, my friends. Also, are kids outside of these focus groups even allowed to pick their own teams anymore? I just assumed that schools nixed that like 10 years ago. Alright ladies, let's pick teams for dodgeball. Connie, would you like to be a captain? Sure, I pick everyone except Meg. Fair enough, go! Games become more like cruel initiation ceremonies into a brutal world, Butler says. It sounds to me more like this woman has a personal vendetta after being the last one picked in dodgeball. But there's more. You see, for proof of how violent and oppressive dodgeball is, one only has to look to Patches O'Houlihan, the Michael Jordan of dodgeball in that satirical Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller movie. Dodgeball is a sport of violence, exclusion, and degradation. So. You're picking players in gym class. Remember to pick the bigger, stronger kids for your team. That way, you can all gang up on the weaker ones. Seriously. That's, that's actually included in the article. Right, right there. To counteract this attack on democracy, Butler teamed up with David Burns, a professor at Kwantlen Polytechnic in Canada who suggested using Aristotle's philosophy of ethics. Though he doesn't actually say how this would be done or what ethical standards specifically should be addressed in PE, just that it should happen. So in the case of something like dodgeball, we need to ask what kind of practice students are receiving in how to behave. One of the ways you can think about this is that if someone's going to be a good person when they get older, to have the kind of character that we want them to have as healthy, productive, and helpful adults, 
they need to have practice when they're young and in school exhibiting those characteristics. So if we want them to be empathetic, we need to give them a chance to be empathetic in school. Wait, so when did schools become responsible for teaching kids empathy? Isn't that, like, something your parents are supposed to do? Are you telling us that people that throw the ball and try to get someone eliminated may grow up to be, you know, unpleasant, unsuccessful, <laughs> not-so-nice adults? Well, it, unsuccessful, I think, is taking it too far. But if you want people to practice the disposition of ganging up on people, or if you want them to practice really enjoying throwing things at people like that, it can lead to all sorts of other things in the future. So if you actually look at the National Post article that was published on this just yesterday in the comments section, you see exactly what the problem is. All of these people saying, I loved dodgeball when I was a kid, and then proceeding to just vent all of this just pure discomfort and anger. Okay, so people who loved dodgeball as kids are the problem. And dodgeball causes shitposting. Got it. So let's go look at the comments that he's talking about. Dodgeball is an incredible team sport. Maybe we should address bullying at its core instead of blaming a sport. Bullying starts with the bully. Well, that doesn't actually seem that bad. Maybe Mr. Burns. You're here to participate in a hunt for the world's most dangerous game. <laughs> okay, not that Mr. Burns, but totally relevant. Maybe Professor Burns was talking about this dodgeball-loving comment. Let kids be kids. It's how they learn how to be sportsmanlike, how to understand their own strengths and weaknesses, and also what it is to be motivated to overcome something. Here's another pro-dodgeballer. What about Aristotle's emphasis on sport, gymnastics, and wrestling? Professor David Burns shouldn't cherry-pick his Aristotle. Aristotle had a whole facility and philosophy dedicated to physical education through these pursuits. This doesn't change the fact that certain kids will be overly nasty, but that is for the coach and teammates to address, not by removing robust physical activity altogether. Okay, well, that guy didn't sound too problematic either. Let's try one more. Do these education theorists even understand the concept of liberal democracy they are preaching? A liberal democracy of the type envisioned by Bastiat, Keynes, Hayek et al. is not a Pinewood Derby race where every participant gets a trophy. There are obvious winners and losers. Participants are free to win and free to fail. Or it wouldn't be a liberal democracy. That's where the liberal comes from. The original meaning of the word has been wrecked in my country. Damn! Well, bonus points for Bastiat and Hayek references, but 50 points from Gryffindor for mentioning Keynes and his government band-aid bull People, adults, sign up to play this game. So how damaging could it really have been if they want to play it when they're all grown up and they're off this schoolyard? Well, of course, adults in a free society can do as they please, and I wouldn't pass judgment on those kinds of adult recreational activities. Really, Professor? Because your smug face looks like you're passing judgment. Kids probably play dodgeball one week out of the entire school year. If a kid is getting bullied and then singled out in dodgeball, it's the bullying that's the issue, not the dodgeball. But Burns had one final point for his CTV appearance. But that's a really different thing from a a mandated activity in a public school, because of course we all must go to public school. We all must go to public school. There it is. All kids must go to public school so that government can be responsible for them and teach them the way it wants. Hearing this clip, I said, geez, are there no private schools in Canada? Is private education not a thing? 
Private schools in Canada are indeed a thing, and in fact, private schools are becoming more and more popular because parents want more choice in how and what their children are being taught. Geez, it must have been all that dodgeball. As a final point, Butler and her colleagues say that they got a focus group of kids together and asked them to create a new game with only three requirements. That the game involved a ball, two goals, and that the entire class had to agree on the rules. But instead of coming together as a democratic equal team, the more athletic and sportsy kids again went off on their own to create the rules. Butler said that this was proof that the culture established by dodgeball spills into other activities in physical education. Of all of the possible conclusions, this was the one that she came to. Not that the kids who are already familiar with sports or who even have a vague interest in athletic endeavors are more interested in creating games. Not that the kids who typically sit out of gym class have no interest in gym class. Not any other conclusion. The only thing that this could mean is that a game kids play in gym on rainy days has turned them into horrible, rule-breaking little cretins and that every generation that has ever played dodgeball is doomed. But if you deprive them of that, you teach them just stand in line for a handout and guess where that results? Guess what that results in? Socialism. That's precisely where they're going. Not with socialism. This. Okay, I don't think that not playing dodgeball is going to teach kids socialism and create breadlines either. I think that everyone is just thinking way too hard about dodgeball. Is humanity really this bored? Well, I guess the answer to that question is yes. That is your Liberty Related News for the week. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Drop a comment about how much you liked Dodgeball and prove to Professor Burns that you're everything wrong with the world. <laughs> and don't forget, if you don't have time to watch, you can also download the audio from this episode on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, or Google. And if you really like my channel and would like to help out in other ways, you can find me on Patreon or give a one-time donation through PayPal or crypto. As always, thanks for tuning in and helping me to spread the message of liberty.